This is Color Speak, unveiling truth for light. Hi, I'm your host, Janet Huxley, author J.M. Huxley. Welcome to this podcast to unveil truth and uplift you. Light is where you'll find truth. Truth is where you'll find color. Color is where you'll find God. Color is God. It's His love for you. We know light is what makes color happen, obviously. Color is a product of light. So, If God is light, that means color testifies. Have you ever thought of color this way? Color celebrates what God has done from the beginning and what he is still doing. Color cheers us on. It represents so much, my friends. It symbolizes a father's love for his children. It epitomizes a savior's promises. It stands for the spirit at work inside us and around us. Color illustrates our God's presence, even in the shadows, for it is in His shadow we are protected. There we can find rescue and redemption and peace and courage. Color is courage. Without courage, our faith is meaningless. Courage is a commandment. God spoke this in Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I think sometimes we forget we're called to courage. Not just faith, not just trust, but courage. And though the word courage is a noun, it implies action. Faith without action is like a body without spirit, James, the brother of Jesus, reminds us. We are called to courage. If the last two years revealed anything to us, it was the need to be courageous. How has that been going for you? I don't need to remind you our world is upside down. The pandemic and everything a part of it changed nearly everything for all of us. And I don't want to regurgitate the obvious, but the ramifications of it are still happening. Because it wasn't just the real battle we waged against an unseen foe that claimed our friends and families, but all the wicked offshoots of it, all the things we learned in relation to it, the planned part of it and the repercussions, the intentionality, and the tactics, all the things that were used to manipulate us in the process, to control us into the future, all the conspiracies now uncovered to be realities. Globalist agendas blew our minds, and we feared end times, as those of us with discernment recognized what had been put into play. Fear was from the enemy, as if the globe could be transformed apart from God's will, and protection, as if we are all merely putty in Satan's hands, as if we are all helpless but to sit and watch it unfold. It was all prophesied, you see. As evil was turned loose on the planet to affect our physical, mental, and spiritual well-being, we hid in the shadows at times, praying those brave enough would take a stand for us, hoping truth would be spoken in a world of deception, as we hid in our closets. At first, we believed it might be our good politicians, until we realized how dank and deep the swamp was. Then we hoped it would be our media, until we realized the pervasive corruption there. When our churches let us down, we begged the Lord for someone, anyone, to raise a voice of authenticity, to uncover and overturn what had rotted for exposure. We prayed for a Savior to root out the criminal and immoral. And though we knew our Savior hadn't abandoned us, 
we concurrently recognize that in order for the vial to be revealed, we would have to spend some time walking through some pretty dark and nasty shadows. We would have to smell the decay and wait. Hold our noses and our tongues. Say nothing to offend. Avoid raising our voices. There were already too many screaming in the room. And we were afraid. So very afraid. Our government had turned impotent, our churches ineffective. No longer could our opinions be protected, no longer were our bodies our own. Some good people took action, though we didn't always see it. Some spoke, others took greater risks. Some were lambasted, some were punished for it. Thank God for those people. Thank God we weren't called to that. That sort of thing is for people much braver than us. Often I've erroneously shrugged off courage under the auspices of staying in my own lane. After all, we aren't all called to courage, right? The kind that causes us ridicule or suffering even. The kind that calls for us to mind our own business. Or others. Oh, sure, we've known our history. But when others have turned their backs on their neighbors, whether in Nazi Germany or during the genocide of Uganda, it wasn't the same thing. That was different. It wasn't like reporting on your maskless fellow citizens or tracking COVID contamination. It isn't like reporting a teacher praying on a football field or red flagging a fellow citizen for owning a gun. Those things are different. Because to our minds, those things are matter of opinion. It's so different, especially because it suits our needs. Or worse, it suits our needs to stay quiet. But, but, God tells us to be courageous. What does that mean exactly? Well, recently I got to thinking about what courage looks like. More and more, it looks like proclaiming a love for Jesus or declaring the validity of the Bible. It looks like stating murder is murder, even in the womb, and sin is sin, no matter what we'd like to think. It means taking a stand against what is wrong, even when people will tell you good is evil and evil is good, and to stay out of discussions of religion or politics. But staying out of those arenas now means more trouble than ever before. Truth is still truth. Now, I don't want to get into the specifics of this here and now, except to say if we're following our Savior, what is it we aren't saying we are called to say? What is it we aren't doing we are supposed to do? Listen, my friends, we only have one life to live here on this earth. Why would we want to live it any less courageously than those who've paved the way before us? For us. Personally, I don't have the courage like the men who stormed the beaches of Normandy on D-Day. I don't have the nerve like the Christians who were led into the Colosseum to be eaten by lions. I don't even have the pluck most days to stand up to the vitriol I read and hear on social media. I tell myself I'm not chicken, that I'm not called into the ring. But the truth is, some days, I just want to crawl into bed and pull the covers up over my head. But again, believing I'm not called to speak truth when the Spirit leads, to be courageous is like having a body without His Spirit. Can you relate? But then I got to thinking, or maybe it was the Holy Spirit that reminded me of all the brave men and women who've gone before me. And you know what? What my first thought was, I thought, well, 
that was then, this is now, and I wasn't made of the same metal as them. I'm just supposed to be me. God hasn't called me to storm any beaches or to be eaten by lions. He loves me just the way I am. And that's true. But it was just two seconds later I realized I have the same blood in me. I have the same blood shed over me. And it brings me to tears, frankly. Because the very same that propelled my ancestors to do what they did, despite the risks to participate in the saving of humanity, I have in and on me. Jesus doesn't need me to do it. If I don't, he will call someone else who will. But I will have missed my opportunity to be as worthy as the rest, because I will have missed my chance to partner with him here on earth. And if I reduce my God to one who is unwilling or worse, incapable of coming to my defense in all situations where I stand for him, I have become idolatrous. I have reduced the God of the universe to impotence. I want to be like those who have been courageous before me and who are currently courageous beside me. Specifically, I want to fight against tyranny and injustice like those who provided I might live in a country where I am guaranteed freedom and liberties, and like those who are still putting their lives and reputations on the line for such. I want to be like Sojourner Truth, for example. What a name. With a name like that, you have to be destined for courage. I choose to highlight this woman today because she isn't likely someone you've heard of. She was someone who took on the establishment, and she was a woman of great courage. Sojourner Truth was a woman who was born a slave in 1797. By the age of 13, she had been sold twice, but she'd learned from her mother to love God from a young age, and because of this, she followed her calling. I love this quote about Sojourner by Neil Painter. The force that brought her into the authority of public advocacy was the power of the Holy Spirit. Her ability to call upon a supernatural power gave her a resource that transformed her from Isabella, domestic servant, to Sojourner Truth, a hero for three centuries at least. Her real name was Isabella, and she was six feet tall and strong as any man. But that wasn't what made her strong. It wasn't why people are still calling her a hero centuries after her passing. In 1826, though she'd been promised freedom by slave owner John Dumont, and though the law in the state of New York, where she lived, would require she be freed the following year, Dumont wouldn't let her go. So she packed her things finished all of her work, picked up her baby, and walked to freedom, leaving a young son behind. A devout Quaker couple came to her aid and taught her about the laws of the state, read to her from the Bible, and bought her freedom. With their help, she worked with attorneys to become the first black woman to win a court case against a white man, her former master, Dumont, who had illegally sold her son. In 1843, Isabella had a vision. God was calling her to travel and teach the truth about Jesus Christ and the freedom he died to give us all. That was when she began to call herself Sojourner Truth and set out on foot with coins in her pocket to become a powerful orator, abolitionist, and an advocate for women's rights. 
It was during the Civil War that she encouraged African-American men to fight for the Union, and after the war, she helped freed slaves to find jobs and build new lives. Sojourner put her courage into action, and even Abraham Lincoln knew of her work and welcomed her into the White House. There are countless such stories from the Civil and Revolutionary Wars, and well beyond, because there have been countless and courageous men and women who are willing to challenge oppression and tyranny. Am I no less, are you? Now is our time. We were born for this moment, destined and designed specifically to be courageous in this period in history, as heaven cheers us onto the finish line. I don't know about you, but I want to have no regrets. I want to look back on my life and know I gave it all I had, that I didn't cower in the face of Goliath-like giants or even in the face of the smallest bugs. I believe we're entering into a very special time on this planet. God is unearthing and exposing the evil that has seeped into every dusty corner of our world and expanded to blanket our living spaces. I believe he is doing a lot of house cleaning right now so that we may take our rightful places and claim our destinies. We are called to be courageous, my loves. We were made for this now. Don't stand down. Don't be afraid to speak. Remember, your God lights the way. Remember, courage is color. Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to devour my flesh, it is my enemies and foes who stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing. I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry out with my voice, have mercy upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And wherever you find yourself today, remember you are relevant, you are influential, and you are called to unveil truth for color, to light the world with color, and to share color. 
I hope you'll continue to join us on Color Speak wherever you find your podcasts and on Grace and Truth Radio World. This is J.M. Huxley for Truth Talk on Color Speak, unveiling truth for light and color 